Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. I'm very, very much privileged that I'm here. And as Pastor has said, he led us into the preparation in 2023 and a lot of things have been taught here. And for me to be given the last teaching to lead the people of God into 2023, I was thinking, oh goodness, this man has given me a huge pressure. What do I even preach? What do I even say? But then I was thinking and then I realized something just hit me. Psalm 23, I'm like, okay, the Lord is my shepherd. We all say it. But I realized that many, so many years, like we think of things that we want to do, things that we, you know, we, next year we are thinking, oh, that's for this year, I want to do this, I want to do that, New Year resolution. So there's a lot of things that we think about, a lot of things that we plan, a lot of things that we want to pursue, that things that we didn't finish the year that we're in, but going to a new year, we are aimed to pursue, we are aimed to get it. So most of us, we don't realize, but certain things lead us into the new year, but we're not even aware. It might be so many things, but today I want, us, I want to teach or preach on what is leading you into 2023. My main verse is Psalm 23, but I'll start from somewhere and then we'll hit it into it. So let's just bow down our head and just share a little prayer. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for everyone here and everyone at the sound of my voice, those that are online. I give you praise and I give you all the glory. Lord, we are here this morning, Father, to study your word. And I commit my body, my spirit, my soul before you and unto you. And I ask that may it not be me here, Joyce Ajay, but Lord, may it be you that is teaching your people. Speak through me. Let me be nothing but your vessel of honor. Use me for your glory. Anoint my head with a fresh oil and touch my lips with a coals of fire. Put your words in my mouth. Cause your people to understand every sentence, every word, even the stories or anything that I say. Give them deeper understanding. Oh, sweet Holy Spirit, we invite you. For you are the one that will lead us into all truth. This morning, have your way. Come and give your people deeper understanding in the word. Open their eyes to see wonderful things in the word of God. Mysteries and hidden treasures. In the name of Jesus, that let no one leave here the same. Let nobody at the sound of my voice hear your word and go back into 2023 the same, Father. Let there be a drastic change in our lives by your mercy and by your mighty hand. And let everyone say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Beloved, bear with me. It might be a short sermon, but we'll carry on. So as I was saying, many things lead us, but we're not, we might not even be aware that, you know, what we're being led by someone might not have finished his career. Oh, in 2030, I'm going to finish. I'm going to do this. I'm going to pursue this. Some men will say, oh, I'm 2020, I'm going to marry. I'm going to find the woman of my dreams and marry the Juliet that I've been looking for. And the Juliet will also be saying, oh, my Romeo will locate me. Uh, let's, let not the Juliet people say, oh, I'm going to find my Romeo. You can't find your Romeo. Your Romeo has to locate you because a woman has to be found. 
So I just want us want to bring your mind to many things that we're looking to do, that we want to pursue. Some want to pursue their career, their ministry. But above all, God has said something in his word that we should seek him first, the king, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all other things will be added unto us. But we forget. I don't know, many people just forget they are so busy into their own world, into their own thing. Many things they want to do. They want to lose weight. They want to be big. There are slim people that want to be big. They want to achieve, buy this house, buy this car, pursue this dream. But we always forget one thing. We always put that one thing at the back of our minds as Christians. I'm speaking to Christians anyway. I don't know about the world because the world, they are pursuing what they want to pursue. That's fair enough. That's their choice. But as Christians, we are saying we're Christians. We're saying we're followers of Christ. But this verse is so important that we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that we are running for, all these things that we are chasing will be added on to us. So in 2023, I want us to know that let us not go in with all these things. Let us just step back one second as this is the, the last Sunday as we enter into 2023, and just breathe and say, yes, indeed, Lord. I want to pursue you. I don't know. If you don't know how, if you're already in a ministry, we thank the Lord. If you don't know how, just get yourself into a Bible-believing church. You will find your place there. There is always something to do for the kingdom of God. The Bible says that the work is plenty, but the laborers are few. So many things lead us into 22. I just want us to talk for a few minutes. I want to talk about some of the things that are leading us. There's so many things in the Bible that lead people. But I've picked up a few things, maybe one or two or three or four, to, to, to show us some of the things that are leading, actually leading us that we are not even aware. So the first one I want to take is many are led by highlands. And we've heard pastors speak about highlands. Let's open our Bibles to John chapter 10, verse 12 to 13. John 10, 12 to 13. In summary, like a highland is someone, maybe someone who, are, who, who works purely for material gain. Mm. So like you're working only for what you get, the money. You know, I can go to Tesco. I, mean, I just want to work for money. But someone will go to Tesco to work in Tesco, but wants a career. You understand? So there's different motives. But the Bible speaks about highland, the highland in, in a different way. But the highland purely, it's, it, the mindset of a highland is, you know, the money, the gain, what I'm going to get in it. The profit I'm going to get for any other thing, I don't mind. Even if I'm, I'm a babysitter, I'm meant to look after children. I don't care about the children. It's just the money that I'm being paid at the end of mm. the day. So mm. that is a highland. Mm. So if you have somebody like that, if you have a business and you have someone like that, I feel sorry for you. Oh, yeah, because they are, they are, they are, their mindset is just to get the money at the end of the month. The money they get, any other thing, they don't care about customers, about the business, about whatever. It's just the money that they are going for. So, mercy, if you have that mindset, if you're working and you have that mindset, please change it. Go in and no, don't not be a highland. So, can you please read um, John chapter 10, verse 12 to 14? Amen. John chapter 10, verse 12 to 14. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. And does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Oh, oh sorry. Can you read the uh, New King James? Do you have New King sorry, James? Sorry, I've got King James. Yes, that's fine. Amen. Amen. 
But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. Amen. Uh, amen. That's it, amen. Hallelujah. So you see here, it says the hireling is not a shepherd. That is why I said my, my, my sermon is, uh, uh, the real thing, the real word, the verse I really want us to, is Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. So this highland is not a shepherd. He has no attributes of a shepherd. He just comes in just, you know, to, purely for what he gets. And what does he do? He says that he sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep. But beloved, nowadays we see many of us. Our ears are so itchy. We want to hear sweet things. We're following these highlands that we're not even aware they are highlands. Purely for what they are gaining. They don't have your soul in their mind. Where your soul goes in their mind. It's only what they will gain from it. Many people you see out there now, thank God for social media, we're able to see so many things that are going on in this world. You see these false prophets. I would say they are false prophets. You see these false prophets, false pastors, false teachers all over the place, leading the people astray with different doctrines, doctrines that, you know, make you confused. A few days ago, I saw this um, uh, a, a pastor say something on social media, and then it made me very confused. If you guys notice now, I've been wearing a lot of fascinators and hats and berets. Because I really want to obey that word that says we should cover our heads. I really want to do this. It's been a struggle, but I thank God that I've gotten to this stage. And then I saw this article. No, before that, I think a, day, a few days before, I saw one that a pastor was preaching about and was explaining why it's important that even the men that cover their heads in, in the... Is it Jews or something that they, they are praying? They are not meant to do that because when you read the Bible, they are not supposed to cover their heads. And then I showed it to Apostle. Just two days later, I saw another pastor saying, we are not meant to cover our heads and blah, blah. I said, hey, so what is going on? And the explanation the man gave, eh, all of a sudden, I said, ah, I think this man is true. Then I came all, I forwarded it to Apostle straight away. I said, please, can you check this out for me? Let's do a teaching on this. Even though he's taught and taught me, you know, not just once, not just twice, but that thing I saw shook me. Seriously. To be sweated is so easy. And everything the man said, when I recollect, he never said, the, all the, the verse that he even was standing on to speak, he just took a little bit out. It was just, I, so I was thinking yesterday, I was thinking, so why didn't I get it? Why did I believe that what he said was true? It was so convincing. Hey, I won't send it to you. If I send it to you, oh, because I've told you that it's not true, so you know that, you know, you have that mindset. But it was so convincing. I said, ah, so why am I wearing? I said, Apostle, please let. So all the days we said, okay, we'll look at it. Then yesterday we looked at it. We started from the very, we read some scriptures in First Corinthians and then in Ephesians. And it was just clear. Apostle didn't even need to explain it. It was clear. What the man was talking about was some authority, but the authority part was different. But this one properly said that we need to cover our heads. Then I was like, hey, and people are following this man. He's serious. So imagine, if I hadn't asked apostle, I would have believed. I would have been thinking, ah, so I'm doing the wrong thing. I can show off my hairs. I can do this. I can do that. You know, because I have to readjust even some of the dresses I wear and some of the things just to suit it. And I'm, frankly speaking, when the grace kicks in, it's easy. You swift through it. You don't struggle. I'm not giving you pressure, please. <laughs> Remember, I'm not giving you pressure. This is just by the way. 
just for us to know how easy, how highlands are out there that they're leading the people into something that they don't want to be in. You don't want to be in that situation. We don't want to enter 2023 with any doctrine that is not in the Bible. So one thing Apostle said, and he always says it, that whatever you hear, make sure you see it in the Bible. Clear. And the Bible always interprets itself. It doesn't need any interpretation. If you don't understand, fair enough. There are some technology we don't understand. We ask someone who is higher to explain it. I was so surprised that for a second, I believe what the man said. I was, I, it was not that I believed, but I was like, I felt that what I knew was shaking. Ah, am I, what I knew, is it right or wrong? You know? So, beloved, I am begging and urging us that no matter what, as we enter into 2023, there's so many doctrines on social media. You hear people saying, they are saying, saying the word of God, but they will preach and say all things and never let you open a word or will not even say a verse that will back what, whatever word they are saying. They will say all sorts of things, beautiful, nice, sweet in the ears, or oh, amazing motivational speaking things that you'll be amazed. But make sure we check that it is the word of God, nothing but the word of God. If not, we will easily follow a highland. And all that they want is what they are getting from us. It might be the offerings, it might be the titan, it might be your, even your attendance, it might be anything. But not, they are not even bothered about your soul, where your soul will be and what will happen to your soul. Hallelujah. I hope um, you understand this point. Okay, so the next one is many are also led by strange doctrines. This one also comes into the highland bit, but I want us to read a verse on this one. That is in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 to 9. Hebrews 13, 8 to 9. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 to 9. Shall I stay in the King James? Yes, please. Amen. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever, be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Amen. Amen. So this is just also to back to make us know that many Amen. also follow stranger doctrines, like what the story I just said. Yes. If I believe it, I would have been following a strange doctrine. Yeah. And then I'll be thinking I'm entering 2023. Oh, then this new year I'll stop wearing or obeying the word of God. Because what I thought was the word of God by covering my head was wrong. But I've heard another doctrine. You know, that I didn't even read what he was saying in the Bible, and I believe that doctrine. So imagine. Somebody will say, imagine a whole pastor believing this. But, beloved, nobody is stronger than the, the enemy is strong. So it's only the word of God that can help us. And only Christ that can help us. Without Christ, we are no match. No match for Satan. You know, and remember, he's cunning. And he's deceptive. So all these strange doctrines are deceptives. They will lead us into things that we don't, we don't want to enter 2023 with any strange doctrine. We must be careful what we listen to. Be very careful what we watch as well. Let's read something in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, please. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, 
that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Amen. Amen. Chapter 1, verse 3. Chapter 1, verse 3, yes. Oh, is it the New King James? Read it again, sorry. Yes, I, I can read a different version. First um, um, Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. Mm -hmm. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, yeah. stay there in Ephesus, in Ephesus, so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Or, go on. or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Such things promote controversial speculations rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. Amen. Amen. So this is just Hallelujah. to urge us to know that we should be very careful we should, that we will not heed to all these strange doctrines. And my last verse on that one will be 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. So all this is just to let us know that there are fake doctrines out yes. there. There are doctrines out there that are not the word of God. And there are highlands out there that are preaching these fake doctrines and that would lead us into things we don't want to be in. Yeah. So in 2023, we want to be vigilant. We want our eyes to be open. So I'm praying that by the grace of God, by his word today, the spirit of the Lord will clear anything that will hinder us, that will not see Amen. clearly or that will not hear clearly, that our ears will be so itchy. Because the Bible has said that in the last days, many will have itchy ears. Many will want to hear what they want to hear, even though it's not the right, but because they want to hear that, they will follow that, that thing. Yes. Please yes. read Second Timothy. Thank Second you. Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Remember, he says he gives you Hallelujah. this charge. And the Bible said the word in the Bible, a word written for one is written for what? For all. all. So this is for all of us. Amen. Please continue. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with the sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. This, this verse doesn't even need any explanation. Wow. It has explained itself. And it's true. You can see it. You can see it. Many don't want the truth. When we come to church and the word is being preached. Remember he said, he said we should do what? He said, I give you this, child. preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct. Rebuke. Not by your own words, but the word of God that we preach. The word of God rebukes. It corrects. And encourage. Amen. So when, you, when, when you're living in sin, when we are living in sin, maybe I'm, I'm stealing and I come and the word of God said, that shall not steal. All, steal all, all those who steal will not go to heaven. I don't want to hear this word of God. I'm just, no, I'm not saying I'm like that. It's just an example, please. <laughs> it's just an example, you know. But you go back and then we'll be thinking, oh, today pastor was preaching all the things he was saying. He was like, he was talking about me. Or because maybe I told him that I, uh, maybe I, 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 I didn't pay my tithe or something. Because when you don't pay your tithe, obviously the Bible says you're a robber. So I didn't pay my tithe, so I'm still, pastor is talking about me. Pastor, but meanwhile, no, it's the word of God that the person read. And pastor showed you from the, from the Bible what the word of God said. But we've taken it so personally. But meanwhile, the Bible says that the word of God will rebuke. And when someone is being rebuked, <laughs> it's rebuke. It brings shame. You feel ashamed. 
Yeah, me, when you talk about, when you talk, when pastor says something, he rebukes me. I don't like it, too. I, if you, I feel ashamed, but it's like, you know, that ego in you brings up, and all of a sudden, you, like, frown your face for just a few seconds. I'll frown my face for a few seconds till I, until he talks to me. I won't talk to him. You can ask him. It's true. I'm telling you the truth. I don't want to lie. I'm standing here. I'm telling you the truth. Pastor, is it not true? When I do something, you say it. I, I get angry. You're right, too. So now I'm giving you a key. So when you say something and, you, and it's true and you see that I found my face, you know that it's the ego thing, it's the shame. The shame that is making me lift up my shoulders like that. But you are right. I'm sure everybody that you people are behaving holy like you don't do it. Hey, so am I the only sinner in this house? No. Hey, now I'm preaching to my people. Yes. So you see, let us not think that the word of God only comes to edify. That it only comes to, oh, Uncle Gary, you will be rich. The Bible says that the grace of our Lord Jesus was that he became poor, that you will be filthy rich. No, the filthy is not part of it. That you will be rich. Amen. (laughs) So you see, the Bible is not just like that. You know, God punished the people that he loves. Even the people that he loves, he chastises, it's in the Bible, that he chastises those that he loves. So when, the, when you come to church and the word of God is being preached and maybe you're living a certain sin and the, the, the pastor preaches a certain sermon and something comes and is hitting you, hey, thank God. Oh. Because for all you know, that is your day. That grace has come, that whatever sin you're living in or whatever you're doing, that is not in alignment to the word of God. You're receiving grace to stop it. Grace to let go. Grace to say no more. Today I've received grace. Even the things I haven't told pastor. Why is pastor saying all this? Why is he in my room? Is he with me when I'm going? And why is pastor saying all these things? Was it there when I was going to see that boy? Was it there? Was it there when I was fornicating? Hey, pastor, and you're saying all these things. No, God loves us. And he sees all things. So don't be deceived that he doesn't see anything that we do. He sees it. He loves us. That's why he's giving us his word. To help us, to shape us. That we'll be good people. We'll be better people. And when you, read, when you see the Jesus Dancer campaign van, what has been written, if only we obeyed every word of God. It's true, we wouldn't be suffering. We would not have been suffering. And one, I remember one thing Pastor said. Uh, there was this couple having issues, and then Pastor said, "If only thing they were obeying the word of God has said, a man will leave his family and cleave to his wife. But when you married your wife, you didn't leave. Oh, you are in your wife's. You are in. You are in your family house with your wife, and there are all sort of troubles going on. But if only you had obeyed that word, that a man will leave." his family and cleave to his wife and they will become one all these problems from the other side will not even affect you you know it's just you and your wife and your child when you cry you cry when you eat uh, beans and toast you eat it it's only you nobody will know it it's true if you're sleeping on a single bed it's you until the day comes and you get a bed so please beloved i'm urging us what we read here said he's giving us what a charge let us open our eyes by the grace of God to the word of God. Let us not put it aside in 2023. Let it lead us. That we will not be led by all these fake doctrines and highlands. This is the time. The time is coming. Jesus is coming. The time is near. Things are changing. If we don't hold fast onto the word of God, we will be swayed swiftly. In, in fact, seriously, this thing keeps coming into my head. Like how I believe that word from the man of God so much. So that should tell you, it's easy to be swayed. 
It's easy to be swayed. So this Bible, let us not take it for granted at all. Now I want to even buy one, leave one in my car, leave one in the toilet, leave one. Oh yeah, 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 I'm going to do that. I'm going to leave it all over the place. I'll bombard you people with the Bible. The moment you come here, you see Bible. Because yesterday, Romeo, one of my children said, she's got surprises all over the house. So you go to the toilet, you see a sweetie there. You go here, you see a, oh yes, it's all over the house. You see a sweetie there. And I think it's a nice idea. So I'll be buying Bibles. You go here, you see a Bible here. You go here, you see, you have no choice, but you read it. God is watching. If you see that you, you kiss your teeth, God has seen you. You're kissing your teeth at his word. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I think it's a good idea. I'm going to do that. I will buy Bibles all over the house. Amen. I'll put it all over the house. Amen. Amen. So the next one is many are led by the flesh. Many are being led into 2023 by the flesh. Many are saying, oh, this year, 2023, I'm going to do keto diet. I'm going to move from a size 18 to a size 12. They've forgotten about Christ. They've forgotten that this year, the year 2022, they hardly did they even go to church. Hardly did they even go. Me, when I'm dieting, I pray to God to help me so that I'll be able to do the diet. But they are pray- I'm going to church on 31st that God will help me. Hey, this year 2020, I will lose this weight and I'll wear the clothes I want to wear and move my legs and do all that. They've forgotten. They've forgotten that they didn't even go to church that much. They haven't had that special relationship with Christ. That one is back. So let's read, let's read a few, a few, um, let's read Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. Many are led by the flesh, fleshly things. I want to get a new car in 2020. It's all good though. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. It's very good. Listen, what I said to Mr. Gary, that the Bible says that the grace of our Lord Jesus was that he became poor. So we will be rich. We will read it. We'll read that verse. Is there some? Is there? Is in my 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 yeah. Amen. Galatians chapter five verse. Sorry, uh, one second. Sorry. Galatians five uh, nineteen to twenty one. Amen. Galatians chapter five verse nineteen to twenty. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual. Can, can you read the New King, King James, please? Yes. Sorry. Please. Thank you. Nineteen. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders. Oh no, sorry. Sorry. This is a, the, the main verse I want you to read first is five, the 16 to 18 first, sorry. Amen. Yeah. Verse 16 to 18. Yes. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led by of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So it says, well, yes. walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When you walk in the spirit, the Bible says that um, uh, uh, those we 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 um, those that love the Lord serve the Lord. We should we should serve the Lord what in the in the spirit. So when you walk in the spirit, 
you, you, that's what. What does it? What does it say? It says you do not fulfill the last of the flesh. And the next verse that you read were some of the things that are the works of the flesh. We'll read that one. Yes. So many are not walking in the spirit. Yes. Many are not being spiritual. And that doesn't mean neglecting the physical. Mm -hmm. Apostles have done a, a, a few uh, teachings here with us regarding the physical and the spiritual working together. It can work in in in, uh, in parallel. That's the word he used. It can work mm -hmm. parallel. It doesn't need to conflict each other. And just as the, the, you're doing the things of the flesh, yes. it's so important that you do certain things for your spirit, for your spirit man to uh, to build up as well. Yes. You understand? Okay. So it's so important that we do not, we are not led by the flesh. Yes. Let's read the, the 19. Amen. Move Nine, to the 19 to 21. Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Those are some of the fleshly Amen. things. I just want us to know what some of the fleshly things are. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So all these things have been like, these are some of the fleshly things that many people are involved in, or many of us are involved in, that it will not lead us into 2023. If you're going to go still in all these fleshly things, like adultery, fornications, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, adultery, adultery is the first one, then idolatry, and then sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts, wraths, self-ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, all these things are the works of the flesh. We don't want them to lead us into 2023. If we are not aware, maybe we are being led by one way or the other. In 2022, the years beyond, before we enter into it, I want us to just sit back and think, am I being led by all these things? Am I being led by heresies, by murder, by, by dissensions? Dissension is... Uh, People that break church, bring confusion in churches and stuff like that. You know, am I being led by envy? You know, all these things. Deep down in our hearts, we have to search and then see what are we being led in 2023, beloved. So the next thing I want us to also look at is what happens when you're led by the flesh. What happens when you're led by the flesh? One thing is definitely death. When you're led by the flesh, it's yes. definitely death. Romans chapter 7 verse 5. One thing is death. There are many things that will lead you, but I've just chosen a few things yes. that when you're led by the flesh happens. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 7 verse 5. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin which were by the Lord did not work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. Amen. Amen. So it says when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit of death mm, amen. so definitely when we our flesh is leading us into things we are being led by the flesh one it will lead us to death and the second one it will lead it leads many yes yeah first one is death and one many cannot please god Mm. You cannot please God when you're being led by the flesh. You cannot please God. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 5 to 8. Sorry. Romans 8 verse 5 to 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 5 to 8. 
For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be kindly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. See, it says those that are in the flesh can never please God. There's no yes. way you can be a drunkard no. and please God. No. You can't do that. No. It won't, it won't wow. happen. No. But we should be more spiritually minded. Because our God that we are serving, he's a spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the next thing that leads many people, it's money. The love of money. Not money. The, the love, love of, of money. money. Read First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 10. So we've seen three things now. One is being led by highlands. Two, many being led by strength doctrines. Three, many being led by the flesh. And the fourth one is the love of money. Amen. Amen. First Timothy chapter six, verse nine to ten. Six to ten. Verse, verse, uh, chapter six, verse six to ten. Yes. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, many people call this scripture and then they say, wow. oh, uh, uh, money is the root of all evil. It doesn't say money. It says the love of money. You see, if Christ had to be poor for me to be rich, Obviously, he wants me to get money. He wants me to be very rich. Very rich. Yeah, very rich that I'll be flying everyone to Barbados for a holiday. We'll just go and relax. We'll be on the beach chilling, and then we'll just be listening to some nice scriptures from Apostle. He'll be teaching us a few things, you know. It'll be nice. Won't it be nice? If I'm rich, I'll do it too. So you people have to pray that I become very rich. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But many will say, I hear many people say, oh, money is the root of all evil. No, 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 not money. So, so be poor. Hey, me, I don't want to be poor. I don't know about them. I don't want to be poor. Poverty is not a nice thing. No. It's not nice at all. I want, I want to be rich. And I, I believe everybody is rich too. Amen. Yeah. So what, what did this verse say? It said, for we were bought, for we brought nothing into the world. Yes. And it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with all these things shall be, we shall be what? We have to be what? Content. But many are not content. You know? And as it's also said that many rich people are not able to, to worship God, to follow Christ. And it's true. Because when many, not that you don't have to, you have to be rich to help the church, to help spread the gospel. Because we need money to do all these things. Without money, we won't be able to do all these things. We won't be able to go outreaches. No. Yeah, without money, we can't do all that. But now when people see churches that are rich, they are complaining, they are talking. Pastors that are wearing maybe good, uh, what's this shoe that they started cutting it off? Balenciaga. They will complain, why is the pastor wearing Balenciaga? But maybe the pastor will be standing on his feet for maybe 10 hours preaching 
or teaching. So he needs something soft, you know, to be wearing. See, today I brought something very short. If not, I would have brought something long. But I have to stand for a long time, so I have to cut down and come down to some level. You see, maybe the pastor needs to add up. You might, if you don't have understanding, don't judge. But many are judging. Many are saying things that they don't even understand. Ah, you see a pastor having a um, um, private jet. And then he's moving. Maybe he's preaching in the morning in his church. He has to go and do uh, evangelism in Malawi. From UK to Malawi. How are you going to get there on time to do it? But he, there's a private jet. Maybe someone has hired it for him, or maybe he has it himself, and he, he makes it easier. He's able to go. But we're there sitting in our chairs with our teas and our coffees, you know, saying all sorts of things that we don't even understand. We have no understanding, you know. So, beloved, let us be, be, be very careful the things we say. You know, money is we need money to do the work of God. So when you see someone doing the work of God and you don't understand what the thing, do not say things you don't understand. Don't say things you're not even aware. If you're not close to the pastor that personally, maybe even if you're close to the pastor that personally, you see that he's doing something wrong. It is not in your place. If you're not happy, just move quietly. There are so many churches out there. But you see people in churches, they're in the same churches and you, they see the pastor thriving and they are angry. Oh, that the pastor should not be, be poor or happy, should not be rich. The pastor has to be poor. Yeah, when you hear the things people say, people are saying that pastors are not meant to be rich. Pastors are meant to be poor. Yeah, I hear that from where I come from. I hear that a lot. When a pastor is rich, is a problem. It has to be a debate, yes. They sit on social media with their cameras on. Now it's easy. Everybody can just buy, uh, we, we call it, what do we call it even? Get uh, internet. And then they'll put on their phone and then say all sorts of things that they don't even understand. Meanwhile, without the money, they won't be able to do all the work of God they are doing. There are many churches that are even building schools, hospitals, helping the word of God. There was this man of God, this, this man in Ghana, he's a politician. Oh, why did I even say Ghana? Sorry, it's not Ghana. <laughs> Is in an African country that starts with H. He's a politician. Which country starts with H in Africa? <laughs> now, okay, it starts with uh, T. Is that an African country? Okay, yeah. Huh. It starts with T. This politician, the man is rich and he has a TV station and he's always talking about pastors. He has people come. Oh, Auntie, it's horrible. He has people come speak about prominent pastors, like big, big. Pastors in, in, in that country speak badly about them, you know. And then one day he had the opportunity. This man that he's been he's been speaking very bad about this particular pastor and his ministry and his church and everything. And he had the opportunity to go near the man of God. And he went to the man of God. The man has built a huge place in one town. In Ga and the man is doing so many things. He has a hospital. He has this. He has that. And the moment he, he came back on social media, thank God. Because many people, when they find the truth, they don't come back to where they, they, they destroyed your life. To come and say, oh, I said this. I am sorry. No. But he came back to where he said, this man is bad. He's not from God. Nobody should go to his church. Blah, 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 blah. And he apologized. And he said he didn't know. If only you knew. But he didn't know you were talking. <laughs> but the things you were saying were things people have told you. You didn't even know. But this great church, they're doing amazing. 
If I tell you the miracles, the, the crusades they are doing all over the world, you'll be surprised. So if this man has a, a jet, they will talk about it. But he needs it. You know, you get to a point. But the man, the man of God he's even talking about is the most simplest man I've ever seen. Anytime I meet him, I always see one particular shoe. It's just that same shoe. Oh, it's true. But from the ministry, yes. And he, I heard him say that he doesn't even own a car. Yeah, sometimes when he's going to... And listen, he came from a rich family too. Not that his family was poor, that he doesn't know he has not tasted richness before. No, he has tasted richness before. He comes from a rich family. But the ministry has humbled him and is so beautiful. So beautiful. But someone will sit there, will not understand what he's doing in the ministry, and they'll be talking, tap, 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 saying all sorts. Things that you don't even understand. But this man is doing a great job in the kingdom of God. So money is good. No. Yeah, money is good, but not the love of it. Because when you love money so much, you are drawn to so many things. It draws you to so many things. It makes you greedy, selfish. Some even kill for money. Yes, some kill for money. One story I heard, one man took his own daughter. He's in abroad. He came to visit his own daughter to a fetish priest to kill her for money. Yeah? And the fetish priest called the media and the police. The man didn't know they were coming. When he was ready to kill, he brought the daughter out. The daughter said, Daddy, where are we going? Oh, we are going to see someone. And then the fetish became out with all cameras and said, your father wants me to kill you. And meanwhile, the man was ready with some white thing around him, ready to go and kill his daughter, your own child for money. So beloved, let, let us not be led into 2023. Let us not be led by the love of money. Note, not money, the love of money. And let's read something in Acts chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. It's a long story. It's the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Their love of money led them to death. Yes. Please, let's Amen. read Acts chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. Acts chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price his wife also being privy to it, and bought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out, and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Ye, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried the husband are at the door, and shall carry thee out. Then she fell down straightway at his feet, and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead, and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church, and upon as many as heard these things. Amen. 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 So the, 
the background of this story, the two of them sold their lives. Like, I've, I've sold my land. I promised the church, oh, I'll bring the whole money to the church. And then uh, I bring part of it. Who am I lying to? You know, I'm lying to, I thought I was lying to the pastor mm. or something. But no, it is God. The church is Christ. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I lied, and they lied to, and, and see what happened. They both died. Yes. The love of money. Meanwhile, you didn't even need to. You don't like. You just say, "Oh, when I sold it, I'll bring something." But you, did you even need to lie? Exactly. Or you can say, "Oh, when I sell, I'll bring something." But you said a specific thing you are gonna bring, and then you decide to bring something else. But I believe maybe if they had said, "Oh, maybe when we sold it, maybe we thought we could bring by because of such such church, yeah. we are bringing this." But they thought they were smarter than God, you know. Oh, the priest will not see. So it's fine. It's okay. Let us bring anything. And what, what it led to their death. And the Bible tells us to be what? Content. Let's read Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. When we are content, it doesn't matter how much money you are getting. If you don't have greed, if you're not being led by the love yeah. of money and you're content, you won't struggle. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For oh, can you read the NIV? Yeah, yes. Sorry, NIV yes, for amen. this one. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Hallelujah. Amen. He Hallelujah. will not leave us nor forsake us. So let us be content. He said keep, we should keep ourselves from, free from the love of money. He didn't say from money. He said from the love of money. And many people don't, don't know that money is the master. They underestimate money, thinking, oh, money is just there. But money is a master. Because Jesus even said, money, money, you, you, you let's read Matthew chapter 4, verse 24 to 25. Matthew 4, 24 to 25. Many of us underestimate the power that money has. We're thinking money is just money. But money has power. It's like a spirit, yeah. Why would someone want to kill their child for money? If it's not a spirit. If it's, there's not a power behind it. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Yeah, the NIV is good. Yes, verse 20, 24 to 25. 24 to 25. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases. Math, is, it, is that Matthew? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Matthew 6. Amen. Matthew 6, 24 to 25. Sorry. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, mm-hmm. verse 24 to 25. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Amen. Amen. So you see, Jesus said money is what? A master. And no one can serve God. And so it's like money is at loggerheads with God. You know. But his main thing was the love of it. You understand? But but you jump to the 33. He says something here. He's giving it all to us. 
Hallelujah. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Amen. Amen. Seek first his kingdom Hallelujah. and his righteousness. Hallelujah. Let him be the number one. Hallelujah. You wake up with him. You go down with him. Mm-hmm. You walk with him. You eat with him. Amen. You sleep with him. Amen. You chat with him. You Amen. text with him. You do everything with him. He's in your conversations. He's Hallelujah. in your marriage. He's in your workplace. He's at your business. He's everywhere Hallelujah. you do. Whatever you're doing, he is with you. Amen. All these things we're looking for. The money, the health. Yeah. Wow. The marriages, the Hallelujah. jobs, the cars. Yes. He will add it all unto us. He will give it all unto us. Hallelujah. And the Bible says something that it says, whoever loves money is never satisfied. It's true. Whoever loves money is never satisfied. And that is in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10. 2023, I believe we will not be led by all these things. We will seek first the kingdom of God. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This needs no explanation. So I'll leave it at that. Amen. And then when you read 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to 2, it says, in the last days, many will be lovers of money. In the last days, many will be lovers of money. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to 2. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse yeah. 1 to 2. Read, the, read, read to 5. Amen. Amen. But mark this. It says mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. Mm-hmm. People will be lovers of themselves. Mm-hmm. Lovers of money. Amen. Boastful. Okay. That's what I, let's just leave it there. Amen. It says lovers of themselves. Lovers Hallelujah. of money. money. So you yeah. see the problem is not the money. It's the lovers of money. Hallelujah. And when you read 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, it says, Jesus became poor. This is an assurance to us. What I said to Brother Gary, that Jesus became poor, that we will be rich. And that is a grace. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor that ye through his poverty might be rich. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So be rest assured that as long as you're following Christ Jesus and as long as you're seeking him first and his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. Hallelujah. And his grace is that he became poor and that we will be rich. Amen. So the next thing that many are being led is not always the bad things. Many are also being led by faith. So if you're, you, know, you know you're being led by faith, this is an assurance to you that in 2023, many are being led by faith. Let's read mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. There were two people that were mentioned here. Mm-hmm. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 11. Amen. That amazingly, when I read it and then yeah. I sat down and I realized, I realized that, wow, it is true. Mm. They were being led by faith. Amen. Faith led Noah to build the ark. You know? Yes. He could have said, oh, the word of God, I should build an ark for just and put all these people in there. He, he could have, you know, decided not to do it exactly as God told him to do. 
But not that he has even seen anything. And remember, faith is what strong belief in the word of God. Yes. Please, um, Dora, please read Amen. Hebrews 7, 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith Noah, being warned of God of the things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So he said, by faith Hallelujah. he did what? As I'm saying now, now I, I remember when Hallelujah. Apostle got the call, when he had the call of God upon his life, and he had to sell everything he had in Ghana. Wow. All the businesses, the mini shops, the mini shops, he had about three. Wow. Three in three different communities. And he had a big pub, and then one at the beach. You know, and even there was a restaurant in the pub as well. Wow. And he had to sell every single one of them and move mm. to UK. I mean, was it not faith that moved him? He didn't even know how he was going to start. What, what was I even going to do? You know, I have to start all over again. You know, I have to start a church. And then he was also asked to start a church. He, he had to go back and go ordained and start a church. Not that he was even starting a new branch from the church he was ordained into. No. From scratch. So if one was not led by faith, how would he do that? With no one teaching you, no one helping you. Not like you have a big brother that has, you know, have experience. That can teach you and help you. Those of you that have big brothers and sisters, you should be thankful and grateful. Yeah, I wish my brothers and my sisters, you know, taught me certain things that I didn't know, that I had to figure out. I didn't have all those things. Thank God for my mother anyway. I didn't have, uh, so you should be thankful for your brothers and sisters. So Noah was led by faith. And we, we also see that by Abraham. Amen. So read the verse 18. Go to um, the same Hebrews 11, verse, eight. verse 18. Verse 18. Verse 8? Oh, verse 18. Um, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Oh. Uh, but verse 8, by faith. Yes, 8, sorry. Amen. By faith, Abraham, yeah. when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing where, whether he went. So Abraham was also Amen. led by faith. Amen. That the word of God has come. Leave your family. Yes. Leave all that you have. You know, leave all the the, 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 you're living in a big mansion. You have made servants there serving you. You know, you're happy. You have your job. You're rich. You have your limousine. You have your car. You're driving. And all of a sudden, the Bible comes, the word of God comes that leave all these things and go to Russia. Would you go? Auntie, would you go? Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> and they say go to uh, Pakistan. Abraham had to do it. Would you go? Are you sure? Do you think about this? So we are going into 2020. You have one week. Think about it. <laughs> you have one week. So you see, it, it, it's not easy. Not knowing what he was going, him, getting himself in, involved in. God was saying, I'll give you, I'll make you like, you know, like uh, I'll make your descendants. That. And at the age of 90 something, this man has not even got one child. But he was still moving with that word that came. The word that God gave him. He was still moving, holding on to that word. He said, I won't give up. God has said it, and I know he will do it. 
And indeed, God did it. And look at us here. Today, we are all descendants of Abraham. Has, he, has God not accomplished his word? So the Bible says, it doesn't matter if it, the word of God comes and it is a thousand years, it will surely come to pass. As long as it is the word of God. Unless it is not the word of God that you heard. Many come into this church and they say they've heard that God is telling them to go into a room for how many, is it two weeks or so? God wants to tell them something. So go into a room. Well, maybe, I don't know if they were led by faith. And they went into a room. And then they come back and say, God is telling me to leave this church and find something else. Not that you've gone another church. God is telling you to find. Will God separate you like that? No, but God is a good shepherd. He likes to keep his sheep together. You know, so I don't know which, which God was telling me. Anyway, he say, she says God, so what can we do? We, as long as you say God says, we will just be quiet. But beloved, I want to urge you. So this, all that I've said is not even my sermon. This is my sermon. That I urge you to be led. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, so this is what pastor always experienced. When we are there chatting and then he'll be like, mm, what are they talking about? Oh, eh, if it's not nice at all. <laughs> tell me then. Okay, you tell me after church. I just want to urge you, beloved, that 2020, let us be led by the good shepherd. Amen. What we heard about the highland, he said the highland will see the wolf and will run away. He will see the snake coming. He will run away. He will run and leave the sheep. He will not look after. But when you see a good shepherd, and who is a good shepherd? Jesus has said in John chapter 10 verse 11, and this brings me so much joy. He said, I am a good shepherd. I am a good shepherd. I lay down my life. Wow. John chapter 10 verse 11. John chapter 10 verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Wow. Amen. He gives it. No one asked him to. He gave it. He gave his life. And when you read the 14, read the 14. The same John 10. But read the 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and they are known of mine. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said the good he is the good shepherd and he gives his life for the sheep. Amen. He will not run away when the wolves are coming. He will be with us. And how did he give us the assurance? By Psalm 23, verse 1 to 6. He says, when he was teaching them to pray, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23. David's prayer. David's prayer gives us the assurance that indeed we know that Jesus is the good shepherd. Yeah. He is the good shepherd. He is with him. He was with him from the beginning, from the one all to the six. He never left him. So, beloved, I want to assure you with this Hallelujah. word. Psalm 23, verse 1 to say, but be rest assured that as long as you follow Christ, as long as you put him first, as long as you seek him first and his kingdom and his righteousness, Hallelujah. that all these things, his Amen. grace that he became poor that you will be rich, it will definitely happen. It will never, never, never you will not serve the Lord and be ashamed. You will never serve the Lord and be dismayed. He will neither leave you nor forsake you. He won't do that. Our God is a faithful God. He's a just God. So let's read Psalm 23 verse 1 to 6 yeah psalm 23 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beloved, I just want to break it down, if you don't understand it, just to give us a little understanding. So the first one, he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And as we read in John chapter 10, verse 11, did we read that one? Yes, he says he is the good shepherd. So we know that Jesus is the good shepherd, and he said he gives his life for the sheep. He gives his life for the sheep. And the second one says, he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. Let's read, that's the Psalm 23 verse 2. Just a little explanation on that. Let's read Ezekiel 34 verse 11 to 15. Ezekiel 34, 11 to 15 to Amen. understand what green pastures is and he leading us beside still waters. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 11, 11 to, to 13. 15, to 15, 15 yes. Amen. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. Mm. As a good shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in a good pasture Amen. and upon the high mountains of Israel shall their fold be. There shall they lie in a good fold and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. This Amen. is the word of God to you, Hallelujah. beloved. This word is giving Hallelujah. you assurance. He said he will lead you Hallelujah. and he will feed you with good pastures. Hallelujah. And then let's read Ezekiel, no, Revelation chapter 7, verse 17. Revelation 7, verse 17. Amen. Revelations chapter 7, verse 17. For the Lamb which is in the midst of thy throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And the third one says, He restores our soul, Hallelujah. and He leads us in the path of what? Righteousness for His name's sake. So when one soul is restored, it means what? They, 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 they transform into a better, a better, um, a better version of yes. what they were. So it means it's, a bet, it's better than your, your, your old self. When your soul is restored, you change. No more Hallelujah. sickness, no more illness. You have peace within yourself. Even though there's chaos all over, even though many are saying the economy is hard, the electricity, the gas bills are going, yeah, which they are. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> prices are changing. And it is changing. Yesterday I went to buy egg. Egg that I buy £1.29. Go to Tesco 179. I said, 
forget Tesco. Let me go to Lido. Look at me going walking majestically. Yeah. I go to Lido. Hey, 179. What yeah. is going on? Wow. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you pick something up. So even now, I think they even have to forget pound shop. Because pound shop is not pound shop anymore. They are even selling clothes. Okay, back to the good shepherd. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And, and it says, think of um, paths of righteousness as, you know, God leading you in the right path. Leading you in the right way. I don't know how he does it, but he does, he does. it. Amen. He blocks, you Hallelujah. know, the evil ways. Hallelujah. You will know. You, you will have something you want to do. But in 2023, you are determined. You want to do this career. You want to do this course. But you're still serving the Lord. You're still going to church. Doing what you're supposed to do. Loving him. Communicating. You have the relationship with him. And all these things. He will lead you into that career. Into that marriage. The man. He will lead you to that woman that you're looking for. The woman. He will position you. You'll be there. And that man will come. And the prince charming will come. Yes he will be there he will come so do not worry as long as he is your shepherd as long as he is the one leading you all these things will fall into place and it might not necessarily be the easy path you understand it might be you know the path might be rocky there might be bumps but he is there with you he will not leave you no he won't leave you at all he is there with you now you might think maybe the, the path will be a shorter way but it won't be a shorter way just look at what he did for the israelites when he took them from egypt he said i'm taking you to a place flowing with milk and honey but he didn't think there was a shorter route but god didn't take them through the shorter route he took them through the long route the route that was meant to take them 40 days he took them 40 years but he was there with them and why did he do that? The Bible says something that he led them through the, to help them, to teach them. Because these people, they were not fighters. They didn't know, even know how to fight, how to, you know, throw the sword and stuff. But he took them through there to teach them how to fight, how to defend themselves. Because the land is given, yeah, definitely, there will be people coming for that land. So they need to fight and take possession. And through all that, God was with them. And the Bible, that, one thing that blows my mind was their shoes, nor their clothes, were never worn out. It was never, they were wearing Harold's. Hey, go and see Selfridges, brand new, uh, brand new shoe, red buttons, Louis Vuitton and everything. Some were even wearing high heels, I'm sure, the ladies. I just, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just, this just, by the way. You see, it never, as, as they were growing, there were little children like maybe Ronel among them. They all grew, but their clothes were the same. It's not like God threw clothes there for them. Have you ever wondered? That did God give them clothes as he gave them manna to eat? No, he didn't sew clothes for them to, to, to wear as he did for uh, Adam and Eve. No. Their clothes were growing up on them just like that. And it was so fine, silky, sleek. And they had really nice haircuts and nice. Everything was very nice and sweet. They were looking very nice, fresh. Their shoes never worn out. So which God would do this? I mean, who else can do this for us? Who else can do this for us? In 2023, all the things we've been bothering about, worried. We are so worried even about children, about how they will go about it. We are so worried. Hey, me, I'm worried though. About, I'm worried. But this word gives me assurance. that why am I worried? The Bible says, can you even add a day to your age? A day, can you? No. no. Can you even count the hair on your hair? No. If we put your head on your legs and say count it can you count it no but he knows and so he's telling them not to worry 
not to burden ourselves. All we have to do is to follow him. How do you follow him? Obeying every word of God he has said. Okay. And he will give all these things to us. So the fourth one, he says, Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Let's read Zephaniah, Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. Hallelujah. I don't know this. Auntie, have you, do you know this song? The Lord I got in the midst of thee. He is a mighty God. You haven't heard? Ah, I would love you to sing that song right now. Mm. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17. Amen. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Amen. He will save he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Amen. He will save us. He will neither leave us nor forsake us. Hallelujah. Read Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 4, please. Just to give us assurance, to let us know that God will save us. He will look over us. He will protect us in the valley of the shadow of Hallelujah. death. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 4. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Amen. Amen. One more assurance that we're looking Hallelujah. for. And when we look at the rod, the rod is used, I mean the shepherd uses Hallelujah. the rod to defend the sheep, to protect them against predators. So the rod is a symbol of God's protection. You know, God protects us and he does protect us. He does Hallelujah. protect us. Let's read Leviticus chapter 27 verse 32. Amen. Amen. Leviticus chapter 20, 27, sorry. Tw Leviticus chapter 27, verse 1 to 2. 30, 32, 32, sorry. Amen. Verse 32. And concerning the tithe of the herd or of the flock, even of whatsoever passeth under the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. Amen. So this is just for us Hallelujah. to understand that the rod, the... The, the, in those days in the Old Testament the shepherds used the rod when, the sheep, when they're going to give their tithe the rod is like used to count uh, any other sheep that passes under mm. it the 10th one is yes. the Lord's just for us to understand yes. that the rod is used to count that. so I believe mm. that the rod is also a symbol of love Amen. it's a symbol of love because the Bible says when the sheep come back when the sheep come back when you read the Bible and then they, all the, she, the sheep the shepherd comes back the sheep go under the road so he does yeah. a head count so maybe he goes out with 20 wow. sheep but then he has to do a head count you know so as we're here and we leave God has to do a head he does a head mm -hmm. count so if there's maybe 18 we are meant to be 20 and there's 18 or 19 the Bible says he left the 99 and went for the one. So it's also a symbol of like, who would like, I mean, you have 99. 99 is enough. Only one. Oh, forget one. But no, that is not our God. Our God that we serve, he loves us so much that he will leave the 99 and go back for that one. And that parable Jesus said is in Luke chapter 15, verse 3 to, 4, to 7. Luke 15, 3 to 7. So he will make sure every single sheep goes under the rod, is accounted for. You know, and as he's even doing that, he's even anointing them. 
Amen. Luke chapter 15, verse 3 to 7. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness, and go after that which was lost, until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbours, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you, that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I believe the rod is also a symbol of love from our God, that he will leave if one of us gets lost. That is not it. He will never leave you. He, he will go back there and find you. And he will bring us back. Amen. So the fifth one says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. That's Psalm 23, verse 5. So some of the things the anointing does, the anointing oil brings the Holy Spirit. We've just, um, Apostle just did, a, a, we, he just gave us a teaching, I believe. Yeah, was it a teaching? No, we prayed. We prayed also, and it's explained because I got some of these points from what we did last week, or I think last two weeks or last week. It says the anointing oil brings the Holy Spirit upon, and that is First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse thirteen. That was when David was anointed with the holy anointing oil, and the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse thirteen. Amen. First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse thirteen. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of all his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Amen. Amen. And then anointing also breaks yokes. Hallelujah. Which is in Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. Isaiah 10 verse 27. Amen. So when the anointing oil is upon you, breaks yokes. Read the King James, please. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27 and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away of thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing amen, amen. hallelujah and also the anointing oil brings promotion hallelujah. the anointing brings promotion when one is anointed with oil it also brings promotion in some 45 verse 7 yes last week apostle did a teaching on the anointing oil and the feet washing just so we can understand it. Mm. So, Psalm 45 verse 7. Anointing brings promotion. Amen. Psalm 45 verse 7. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Amen. Amen. So above Hallelujah. thy fellows, that's promotion. Hallelujah. And the anointing, lastly, also makes us fruitful. Isaiah 32, verse 15. The anointing also makes us fruitful. Amen. So 2023, as we keep this verse, Psalm 23, Hallelujah. verse 1 to, to 6. Amen. Isaiah chapter 32, verse 15. Until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And let's not forget, he said, he'll prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. I don't know if you're here and you don't have enemies, please lift up your hand. Let me see. Mm -hmm. Oh, so we're all in the same boots then. Okay. Well, it might not be physical people that you've seen. Because remember, the moment you say you're a follower of Christ, you're automatically an enemy of yes. Satan. He is coming hard against you. But he said he will lay a table before yes. us in the presence of our enemies. Many come from communities. We come from friendship, from families, from societies that thinking that, oh, there's nothing good coming out of us. Oh, we cannot achieve this. We cannot achieve that. Oh, that, you know, they've all even planned our lives or they've all even imagined how our future will be. It's like they, they even have the plan. Other than God that, you know, God that even mm. has the master plan. They have another plan for our lives. They are the one taking, okay, today they are meant to fall down. Today they are meant to break their legs. But God says he will lay a table before us. They will be in shame. And when God lays the table before you, yes. imagine what will be on the table. Just imagine. Yes. Just imagine. You think you're going to eat turkey this Christmas. Mm. Forget your turkey. Oh, this mm. one is golden turkey. Yeah. You're eating golden turkey, drinking from a golden cup. Hallelujah. Eating from a Who has not eaten from a golden bowl before? Come and see me. I'll, I'll show you. Eating from a golden bowl with golden spoons. Ah, proper golden wine. The wine, when you pour it, you see that it's clear, it's white, but it is golden. Well, I don't know. I'm sure. <laughs> Everything about Hallelujah. God is amazing, is majestic, Amen. is beautiful, Hallelujah. beloved. And lastly, it says, surely goodness Just and mercy. mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. The last verse I want us to read is 11, Psalm 116. Sorry. Why did I say 11? Psalm 116, verse 5. Amen. Just Amen. to show us that God is good. Our God is gracious and merciful. Psalm 116, verse 5. Yes. Amen. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Ye, our God, is merciful. Amen. Hallelujah. Beloved, what have I said today? Today, all I wanted to say is for us to just sit back. We have one week to enter into 2023. Let's just sit back. I know many would do all oh, my New Year resolution. And just think, are we really being led by the Good Shepherd? Is he the one leading us into the new year, into all the years ahead of us? What has led us in the years that have gone or even in this year? But as we enter into 2023, we don't want to be led by doctrines, by fake doctrines, by highlands, by self-gain, by the love of money, by all these things. We want to be led by the Good Shepherd. For the Good Shepherd lays down his life. He lays it down for the sheep. And he would do that as long as we're following him. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.